All right, we are back with the Fit-ish Project with your host, as always, Lathan Bass, coming at you with another episode this week. Uh, hopefully, all you guys enjoyed your 4th of July, maybe had a couple of days off, was able to get around some friends and family, enjoy some food, some barbecues, maybe a couple drinks. I know that I enjoyed my my 4th of July, so hope you guys did as well, was able to you know just enjoy yourself and maybe take a little time off, recharge a little bit. But getting into this week's episode, I want to talk about cardio. If you guys follow me on social media, um, on Instagram, any of that stuff, you know that I ran a marathon this year for the first time in my life. And I've also talked about that journey a little bit, but I was never a big cardio person. Uh, I was always very active growing up, playing sports, love fitness, love lifting weights, but I was never huge on the cardio side of things, especially like long endurance type of cardio. I just didn't really enjoy it. It was always kind of boring to me. Uh, and I just, you know, I just didn't really, I wasn't interested in it. Uh, but since, you know, training for the marathon and learning a lot more about the cardio side of things, I have since uh, kind of changed my mind a little bit or opened up my my views a little bit just as far as cardio goes and been able to really you know research and learn some things and figure out some things about you know is it necessary is it not you know what types of cardio are best do you need cardio for fat loss um you know when it comes to doing cardio how much should you be doing like how many sessions a week how much time all that stuff so uh, I figured that I would put together a little episode just kind of detailing some of that stuff and making it a little bit easier to understand because if you listen to different people you know, on social media and things like that, you'll hear everybody giving their certain opinion on cardio. You know, Some say you don't need it at all. Some say you should absolutely be doing cardio. Uh, so it can get a little bit confusing, but I'm just going to lay out you know, some of the facts and some of the things that I've been able to learn, but then also just share with you a little bit of my personal experience and some some things that I've seen since I've started, including cardio uh, at the beginning of the year. And as I said, this is really the first time that I've kind of, you know, been pretty consistent with cardio. Uh, so I'll explain a little bit of, you know, some of the some of the benefits and some of the positives that I have seen from including cardio. So getting into this episode, the very first thing that we're going to address is, do you need cardio? That's the first question that everybody always asks when it comes to cardio, like, do I have to do cardio? Because again, some people like doing it. Some people don't really enjoy doing it. But you know, we want to know what's going to give us the best results. So first thing you have to do is look at your goal. So what is your goal? That will tell you whether you should be including cardio, or maybe you don't have to focus on it as much. So there's three basic goals that we're going to talk about. So number one, you have your performance goals. So that would be you know, something like sports or like in my example that I provided, like running a marathon, you know, half marathon, triathlon. In those instances where like you have those performance goals and, you know, you want to improve your certain skills or your certain conditioning around these events or activities, then yes, having a decent level of conditioning will absolutely be helpful. And in order to get in better shape, then you're going to want to do some cardio. That seems pretty obvious, right? Like you're not going to just go and play a bunch of basketball and do it in bad shape because that's not going to be very fun. You're not going to be very effective. You're not going to have a very good time. Your likelihood of getting injured is a lot higher. So in those cases where you have those performance goals that 
include a decent amount of cardio, then that one's pretty obvious. Yes, you're going to want to include some kind of cardio. But um, for simplicity's sake, and just because of the audience that kind of listens to this podcast, we're not going to talk about that right now, because there's so many different ways that you could go and talk about the performance side of things when it comes to conditioning and cardio and that sort of thing. So I'm not going to get into the weeds about that, maybe on a separate episode down the line for those people that are interested in that. But for the sake of this podcast, we're just going to talk about two main goals that most people are after, Um, you know, just the average people like me and you typically look better or feel better. Or in other words, when you say feel better, basically just having better health. So those are the two main goals, look better or feel better. So we'll break those up and talk about, you know, whether you need those within those specific goals. So starting out with looking better. And when we talk about looking better, I typically classify this as either losing some fat or gaining some muscle or some combination of both. And that's what people typically mean when they say, you know, I want to look a little bit better. It's typically, you know, looking a little bit more toned, maybe a little bit more lean and athletic, have a little bit more muscle, a little bit less fat. Um, So that is what we're talking about in this case of looking better. Obviously, that's subjective. But, you know, when most people say they want to look better, it's some combination of that fat loss, muscle gain, or maybe you know, those two kind of combined. So when we're talking about fat loss, do you need cardio? The simple answer is no, you do not necessarily need cardio to lose fat. What you need is a calorie deficit. As you know by now, if you're eating in a calorie deficit, in other words, you are burning more calories than you are taking in through food and drink, then you will lose weight and essentially lose some fat. So Cardio is not necessary for a calorie deficit. However, it can absolutely be helpful. Um, just to give you a very simple example, let's say we have two people, or let's even say let's let's say we have a, a set of twins. They both want to lose some fat. Um, they're going to be eating the same amount of calories. Let's say they are lifting four times per week. They're sleeping the same amount, eating the same meals, you know, drinking the same amount of water, getting the same amount of activity. So everything's pretty much the same. But you have one that's going to do cardio three times per week on top of their four workouts and one who is going to just do no cardio. Which one do you think is going to lose more fat more quickly? Well, obviously, the person that is doing more cardio because they are just simply doing more activity, which in turn leads leads to burning a few more calories per week. So they're going to lose at a slightly faster rate than the person who is not doing cardio. But the caveat is that's not always a helpful thing. And the reason why, and we'll get into, you know, why this can be, because like the obvious answer is like, or the obvious, you know, thing that you think about, well, if cardio can help me burn more calories, then why wouldn't I want to do that? Like, why, why wouldn't everyone want to do cardio if their goal is to lose fat? Well, the reason is, is because cardio for some people can actually increase hunger So for example, some people will respond a little bit differently, like some people will start to include more cardio in the routine. Uh, I know for me personally, like when I was running my marathon, my hunger was definitely up. But you'll have some people who respond in the opposite way when they increase their cardio, it makes them less hungry. And then some people who it doesn't really affect a whole lot. So in the, you know, in the case of somebody who is trying to lose fat, and let's say you add in a bunch of cardio, and you're a person who responds, and it makes you a lot hungrier, well, that's going to make losing fat a little bit harder because you're going to want to eat more. So it's important to make sure that you understand how your body is going to respond. Another reason why is because it's an added stress to the body. 
if you're somebody who's trying to lose fat, you're already in an energy deficit, which means certain things will be a little bit more difficult. Sometimes you don't have quite as much energy. You know, it might be a little bit harder to focus, you know, those type of things that happen when you are trying to lose fat. If you're already struggling or if like fat loss seems a little bit difficult for you and, you know, you're already a little tired, maybe the energy is a little low, then adding in a bunch of cardio might not be the best option. And then the third reason, um, you know, if time is an issue, obviously, when you're adding in cardio, that can require more time. So if you're somebody who's adding in, let's say, like some low intensity cardio three to four times a week, and you're doing that for, you know, 30 to 60 minutes, well, you're easily adding on several hours per week that you have to find time in your week to, you know, do that. And that's not easy for everyone. So when it comes down to it, you know, your focus doesn't necessarily need to be on cardio, because like, as I stated, calorie deficit should be where your where your head is. And if you're doing those things, like if you have your calorie deficit, if you're focusing on protein, and your strength training, those should be your main priorities. But then if you also have, you know, extra time, if you're somebody who doesn't, you know, crash because they're adding in a bunch more extra activity, or it makes you super hungry, then absolutely, you could add in some cardio. But again, it is not necessary to do cardio in order to lose fat. So you want to prioritize calorie deficit, protein, strength training. And those are the things that you really want to focus on. Cardio is just somewhat of a bonus. Um, so if you were somebody who did want to add cardio, you know, just some general recommendations and things that I would, you know, give to a client of mine, if they were like, hey, you know, diet's going really well, fat loss is going really well, I feel good, energy is not too, not too low, you know, I think I can add in some cardio and be just fine. Um, you could add in some lower intensity type cardio, which could be like some, you know, light jogging, some walking, biking, rowing, anything of that sort. But you could do that like anywhere from like two to four times per week for like 20 to 60 minutes would be like a good range to do that in. More, again, is not always better, but, you know, you just kind of have to play around with that little trial and error to see how your body responds and how you feel when you add in that cardio. Or on the other hand, if you're somebody who likes to do a little bit higher intensity cardio, so, you know, like HIIT training, circuit training, um, you know, sprints, um, things like that, where you're pushing yourself a little bit more, uh, you could do that anywhere from like one to three times per week at anywhere from like five to 20 minutes, you know, per high intensity cardio session. And that could just look like, you know, at the end of a workout, you just go and do jump rope for 10 minutes. Maybe you go hard for 30 seconds, then you rest for 30 seconds, repeat that for 10 minutes, that could be one high intensity cardio session for the week. Or you could do, you know, sprints, like you could sprint 15 seconds, rest 45 seconds or a minute, and then repeat that, you know, five to eight times or something like that. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. And these higher intensity type um, sessions will be shorter than your lower intensity, longer duration type cardio sessions, again, because we don't want to do you know, tons of high intensity stuff as you're already in a diet, as you're already, you know, struggling a little bit and maybe a little hungrier, lower energy, that sort of thing. You don't want to be adding a bunch of high intensity um, activity that makes it hard to recover and just makes you a lot hungrier and you just don't feel great about it. So you got to find that that balance and what works for you. It's always a good idea to start on the lower end and then you can always add in more as you go and as you're you're feeling it out and as you're feeling good. So that's what I would say in regards to fat loss. When it comes to building muscle, so this is kind of the other end of the spectrum when it comes to like 
you know, quote unquote, looking better. People want to either lose fat or build muscle or a combination. So when it comes to building muscle, do you need cardio? No, not necessarily. Can it help? Yes, it potentially can help, but you don't necessarily need it to build muscle. And just the basic thing that you have to think about is when it comes to building muscle, you need to actually be eating in a calorie surplus in order to put your body in the best best position to gain muscle, which means it's just the opposite of a calorie deficit. So a calorie surplus, you're eating more calories than you're burning. And that's going to provide the nutrients and the materials that your body needs in order to build muscle. So if you can see if you're adding in tons and tons of cardio, well, you're going to be burning more calories, and then you essentially have to be eating more in order to put yourself in a calorie surplus. And you know, so it's not always necessary, but it can help. And quick example of how it could help is if you look at like bodybuilders, those are people who are strictly trying to build more muscle, you know, sculpt their physique, add that muscle mass. And a lot of bodybuilders will perform cardio, typically very low intensity stuff like walking or on an elliptical or biking. Um, and the reasons that they might do this is because it can help with recovery. Also, when you're doing this lower intensity type of cardio, you're not burning nearly as many calories. So you know, you don't have to eat a ton of extra stuff in order to get yourself in a calorie surplus. If you're doing this lower intensity cardio, maybe just a couple hundred calories a day, which is not hard to do. And like I said, you know, helping with things like recovery um, can be a huge benefit when it comes to muscle building, because you can only apply so much stress to the body. And if the body is not recovering between, you know, your workouts and all your training, well, then you're leaving a lot of results on the table. You're not going to build as much muscle and the process is going to be much harder and much slower. And I know personally, since I've added in my cardio, like since I've added cardio into my routine at the start of the year, I've noticed that on my um, whoop watch that I wear, which is a fitness tracker, it gives me a recovery score every day. I've noticed, especially since I've gotten more consistent with adding in some lower intensity jogging, uh, my recovery has been a lot better. So it gives you a recovery score every single day, which basically is either green, which is like the good zone, yellow, which means you're kind of run down a little bit, but you're still okay. And then red is like, oh, you really pushed it like you need to really recover. And I've gotten a lot more green scores since adding in the recovery. And then right along with that, my HRV has improved. My resting heart rate has gone down quite a bit. It's been as low as like 41, 42, which typically it would be like in the 55-ish range or like 50 to 55-ish range. But since I've you know been consistently jogging and doing more cardio, it's dropped quite a bit. Uh, I've noticed that my sleep has been better. And I think that has something to do with um, you know, just exerting myself a little bit more, uh, getting outside, you know, getting some sunlight, all that stuff, which you can do because of cardio. Um, so all those things have improved and just my overall fitness levels, along with those things that I mentioned have all improved. And so that's been really good to see. So that might be a reason that somebody who is building muscle might want to add in a little bit of cardio is for the simple fact that it can help with recovery and maybe speed up that process a little bit. But again, it's about finding that balance because you don't want to be overdoing it. And then just another quick example of like, you know, you look at, let's say you look at sprinters versus like distance runners. So you look at sprinters, sprinters are pretty muscular. Typically, um, you know, they look a certain way, they train with weights, and they do like the shorter durations, um, you know, with longer rest periods. So this is an example where, you know, you could use some of that hit style of training, like where you're doing your sprints or you're doing, you know, sprints on a rower, on a bike, or just sprints with running. Like you could do that stuff where you're, you know, exerting yourself at a very high intensity, take a little bit longer rest break, and then you're doing that for a shorter intensity. 
you wouldn't really want to do, you know, a bunch of super kind of moderate to higher intensity, longer type stuff. Because for example, you look at distance runners, they typically have longer workouts. They have a lot less rest time. Um, a lot of times, you know, they're just running just for long distances, but their heart rate is very high and their intensity is also pretty high within those. And if you look at distance runners, those aren't typically the most ripped people, you know, they're not super muscular um, because that's not really efficient for what their body wants to do. So you just have to think of it in terms of, you know, logic just a little bit. So when it comes to, you know, muscle building, I guess the main takeaway that, you know, you want to understand is that no, it's not necessary to do a bunch of cardio, but if you are going to do cardio, I would recommend to typically either stay on the lower intensity end, which is like keeping your heart rate down fairly low, something that's not going to cause a bunch of stress to the body, you know, could be walking, some light jogging, biking, um, swimming, that type of stuff that's lower intensity, lower impact. Or you could do the higher intensity stuff, like I mentioned with the fat loss, you know, five to 20 minutes at a time doing that like one, two, three times per week, super high intensity, longer rest periods, get after it a little bit and then uh, be done with it. But again, you don't want to be overdoing this because, you know, that's going to slow your progress down and you're not going to be as efficient when it comes to recovery and when it comes to building muscle. So that is um, kind of talking about, you know, the main goal of looking better in, in regards to, you know, how you should approach cardio if that is your goal. Now, let's talk about if your goal is to feel better or if you just want to have better health, in other words, then yes, cardio is good for all. Um, and this is very easy to see. You know, there's tons of studies on this. There's tons of science to back it up. I mean, and if you just talk to anybody in general, people who exercise more, you know, typically are in better health. Um, you know, they typically have better mood, all that kind of stuff, which we'll talk about some of the benefits here shortly. But exercise is hands down one of the best things that you can do for your physical and your mental health, as well as your cognitive health. Um, there's just so many benefits that come along with, you know, adding in some exercise and specifically adding in cardio. And the cool thing about it is regardless of, you know, your age, your size, your weight, it doesn't really matter. You're going to get benefits if you add in some cardio, which is really cool. Like you don't have to be, you know, super in shape, super slim, super fit, super athletic to see the benefits. You can, you know, go out and see benefits literally right away, super quick. So that's the really cool thing about cardio and something that, um, you know, I think that is a little bit underrated and not talked about enough. And I threw in this quote here, I recently read a book by Peter Atia um, called Outlive, and he's a big proponent of people exercising and especially doing um, zone two cardio and just cardio in general, which we'll talk about a little bit more specifically later on in this episode. But one of the quotes that he said uh, in that book that stuck out to me that I had to write down was, exercise is not only the thing that delays actual death, but also prevents both cognitive and physical decline better than any other intervention that we have. So basically all that he's saying is that exercise is the best known tool that we have to not only prevent death, but you know prevent cognitive decline, which basically is how well your mind works and your brain works, uh, physical decline, which is you know being able to move around, do the things you want to do as you get older. And you know there's just so many other benefits that we'll talk about too, but exercise is such a valuable tool for that reason alone not only for, you know, living longer lives, but also increasing the quality of those lives. And just talking about some other quick benefits, 
increasing lifespan, like I just mentioned, increasing the quality of life, because it's not only just living a long life, which exercise can help you do, but exercise is going to allow you to do the things that you actually want to be doing later on in life, you know, whether that's going outdoors, going in your garden, going on hikes, playing with your grandkids, like doing all that kind of stuff that you don't typically think about when you're younger, but will be important to you as you get older. Helps strengthen your immune system, which is huge. Obviously, when you're not sick, you're able to do a lot more of the things that you want to be doing. Stronger joints, tendons, and bones, which, you know, it's not something that we think about a ton as younger people. But as you get older and older, those things are something that you have to think about more because they can become problematic if they're not addressed. So simple way to, you know, strengthen those things is just to add in some cardio. Higher functioning brain. Uh, so you can increase your memory and how efficiently your brain works. And there's tons and tons of books about this. Uh, I remember reading one that I really enjoyed a while back, I think when I was in college called Spark, but it was all about how they used cardio and exercise and movement to improve their grades and you know all the things that they were doing in school by doing this cardio and making this a regular part of their routine. They saw the test scores go up, kids were getting better grades functioning better and all that good stuff. So if your brain is important to you, then cardio is certainly something that can can help with that. It can help with weight management, which again is something that, you know, seems pretty obvious, but if you're more active, you're going to have an easier time managing your weight. And as somebody who was once overweight and somebody who still enjoys eating, I definitely understand that, you know, being more active and adding in more cardio can help with that. Not that you want to use exercise to justify, you know, eating a ton more food, but being more active can certainly help with managing your weight. So that's a positive. A big one is decreases the chances of mental illness like depression and anxiety and can help manage those things. So I, I recently had heard a study they were talking about that said exercise was 1.5 times more likely to help cure or manage depression versus like your typical medications and therapy and stuff like that, which is kind of insane to think about. But if, if you look at the statistics around like depression and things like that, there's not a real high success rate for those type of things. So understanding that exercise is something that, you know, is free and is available to pretty much all of us and something that you can add to your routine, you know, right away and can help with those type of things, I think it's pretty powerful and something that more people should, you know, look at, especially if it's, if you're somebody who deals with those type of things, it can be super helpful. Uh, building a stronger heart, which, you know, pretty self-explanatory with that one, having a strong heart is important for longevity, you know, for being able to do the things you want, exercise, not being winded when you go up a flight of stairs, you know, walking through the airport, that sort of thing. More energy, which is also super underrated. Improving sleep, which I mentioned earlier, enhancing mood, like all those things are they seem very small and very slight, but when you think about just adding in, you know, two to three hours of exercise per week and you could have all these benefits, it seems like a no brainer. But, you know, again, that's not the case because most people do not exercise on a regular basis and don't get as much, you know, quality movement, as much cardio, as much, you know, quality exercise as they should be getting. So that's exactly why we're talking about it. You know, we need to get the message out there have people understand, you know, these, these benefits and all these things that they could, you know, have and help to improve their life by simply just moving their body and exercising. So hopefully that was, you know, you know, you picked up something that stuck out to you. Uh, maybe it was something that 
struck a chord with you a little bit and something that you can remember and help maybe motivate you or inspire you to exercise a little bit. So getting into the next portion of this, have a couple of other things to talk about. So next we'll talk about just the types and then how much cardio that you actually need. So, you know, there's tons of different types. Most people know different types of cardio. You're ones that are most common, you know, running, jogging, like biking, swimming, rowing, using the elliptical, even hiking. Those are all very popular, but there's also other things you can do. Simple things like jumping rope, something that's super simple, super underrated and something that I really love because, you know, you can go buy a jump rope for 10 bucks. All you need is very minimal space and it's an easy way to get in some cardio, get in some movement. Um, other things like boxing or dancing, circuit training, you know, using a stair climber, those are all really good too. The, the big thing is just to find a form of cardio that you actually enjoy, because if you enjoy it, then you're much more likely to do it, which is also, you know, seems obvious, but tons and tons of people try to take up running every year and they just don't stick with it because they absolutely hate it. Now, you know, there's something to be said for giving it, you know, a decent amount of time and like really trying it because you might end up liking it. I know for myself, I was somebody who hated running for pretty much most of my life, but now I'm really enjoying the process of getting into running. But again, you want to start with something that you actually enjoy so that you are you know, more likely to stick to it. And then if none of those things really stick out to you, one thing that I always tell people is that walking can be a good form of cardio. Some people will claim that, you know, walking isn't cardio, but there's ways that you can make it, you know, a little bit tougher and get your heart rate up and, you know, make it more cardio style. You could add a weighted vest, a backpack, carry something. You could walk at a faster pace. All those things are going to help increase your heart rate and, you know, make it feel a little bit more like your traditional cardio. But even if it's not, you know, super high, high intensity or your heart rate's not quite as high as it would be doing some of those other, other things, you're still going to get really good benefit out of walking. You know, walking eight to 10,000 steps per day is a super solid place to be. And it's a place where you start to see a lot of those really good health benefits super underrated and it's always a simple place that people can start and like i said if cardio seems super terrible and something that you are not really ready to really jump into this is where i would start and that is actually where i personally did start i again i didn't do cardio a whole lot um outside of you know playing basketball you know every once in a while i really didn't do tons of cardio i'd go on bike rides or you know play basketball every once in a while but i was not really regimented in like a good cardio you know, schedule and a good cardio training program. But I did start going on walks probably three, four years ago, and I made it a goal of mine to get at least 10,000 steps per day. And I saw good benefits from that. Just helped me be more active in general. You know, I would sleep a little bit better. And the big thing is, you know, you're just moving a little bit. It's a good way to get outside, get outdoors, you know, get some sunlight, get some fresh air. So walking is super underrated. And if nothing else, you can always just start with walking. When it comes to like how much cardio you should be doing, there's some general recommendations. Uh, people typically say like 150 to like 180 minutes of cardio per week. And most of this cardio, it's recommended that you do this in zone two, which zone two cardio is basically 60 to 70% of your max heart rate. But another way to easily figure this out is just to think about a conversational pace. So like say you're going at a very you know brisk walk or maybe even like a slight jog, doing something where you can have a conversation, but it should be like slightly above that. So like you should be able to talk in phrases, but you shouldn't be like so winded that you like have to breathe like every other word. Or another way that I can typically gauge it too is 
it's at a pace that I can strictly breathe almost all through my nose. So like if I'm jogging, I can breathe through my nose. Or if I'm biking, I can breathe through my nose. If I'm rowing, I can breathe through my nose. So it's not quite like a walk like you would just normally. It's just slightly above that. And for most people, that's going to mean their heart rate is like in like the 110 to like 135, 140-ish range. And that would be considered zone two. And the reason that people tell you to get the zone two is because that's where we see a ton of those benefits at. And that's where we start to see big effects in you know the cardio, strengthening the heart, um, all those other things that we talked about earlier. So you can get a ton of benefit from doing this zone two cardio. And that is where a bulk of your conditioning is recommended to come from. So out of that 150 to 180 minutes, uh, most of it will be done in that zone two range if you are trying to follow the guidelines. So most people say, you know, you do kind of the 80-20 rule. So 80% of your time will be spent in that lower intensity zone two for most of your cardio. And then 20% can be a little bit higher intensity. So basically think of just getting your heart rate way up, you know, doing something that's very strenuous or very high intensity. It could be sprints or maybe some hit training, circuit training, anything that just gets your heart rate, you know, way up and really causes you to push yourself a little bit. So the 80-20 rule is what I typically follow. And you don't have to get super wrapped up in like, you know, the minutes, like 150 to 180 minutes, and then making sure that, you know, 80% of that is done in zone two. And because then it can just get a little bit overwhelming. But if you can remember the 80-20 rule, you know, do 80% of your your work in that lower intensity, and then 20% of the time, you're going to do something that's a little bit more intense, a little bit higher intensity. Uh, the next section that I have and the last section that I just want to talk about is tips to make cardio suck less. Obviously, as I mentioned, I was never a fan of cardio for the longest time until you know I got into running a little bit and training for the marathon. But these are some things that I have found like within that process to make cardio suck a little bit less because the truth of the matter is there's quite a few people that just really don't like cardio. But with all the benefits that you can get, you know, maybe it's something that you want to add into your routine, you care about, you know, your health, you care about getting those benefits, and you really want to see what changes that those will bring to you. Here's some ways to make it suck less. So got three of them for you. Number one is to pick a form that you actually like. Already mentioned this a little bit before, but pick a form of cardio that you enjoy. And this could be, you know, it could be basketball, could be tennis, could be softball, could be running, could be jogging, like it could be really anything that just gets your heart rate up a little bit, could be considered, you know, your cardio. So pick a form that you actually like, like, if you hate swimming, then don't pick swimming. If you hate running, then don't pick running right away. Start with something that you like. And then as you get more comfortable with that, your cardio levels start to get up, then maybe you try to introduce something else that you might like, or maybe something else that you wanted to try. But for sure, if you're just getting started, make sure you pick something that you actually like. I know for me, like I really enjoy playing basketball. And it's one of the best forms of cardio that I have found for myself, not only from a physical standpoint, because you know, I'm running and jumping and moving around, my heart rate gets way up. But just because I actually enjoy it, like I get to do it with some friends, uh, people that I know, people that I enjoy being around. Uh, I like the the game of basketball itself. I like, you know, playing it, like watching it. So it's just fun to actually be involved in a form of exercise that you actually enjoy. And it doesn't feel like cardio when I'm doing it. But when I get done, I'm always, you know, pretty tired. I've always had a really good workout. So again, just pick something that you actually like. Second tip is to track your progress. 
uh, especially like if you're doing like more like traditional type cardio, you know, you can track your distances, track your times, track your paces, um, just see where you're making improvements. So maybe one week you go out and you start with a 15 minute jog and that's all you can do until you're tired out. And then maybe the next week you go out and you try to hit 20 minutes. A week after that, you go out and you try to bump it up to 30. Uh, maybe you're trying to improve your, your mile pace, get that from, you know, say 10 minutes to nine minutes or whatever. Like there's different ways that you can play around with those those metrics. But I think having, you know, something to track and see your progression is very motivating. Um, we're always a little bit more motivated. It seems like when we can like visually see those things. So, you know, there's ways that you can do that with a fitness tracker or maybe you can just use, you know, notes app on your phone and just kind of pay attention to it. But there's tons of apps out there, you know, Strava's one, um, different fitness trackers. There's all different types of ways that you could measure different metrics and stuff like that. But tracking progress, again, will, you know, help keep you accountable and help keep you motivated. So that would be tip number two. And then my last tip, uh, which is probably one of my favorites, is to bundle or batch things that you enjoy with cardio. Um, so for example, this could look like listening to audiobooks, maybe listening to your favorite music, uh, maybe your favorite podcasts while you're doing cardio. Uh, could be, you know, doing cardio with a friend. Maybe you have a friend that you don't get to see very often or just somebody that you just enjoy being around and you can do cardio with them, exercise with them. That's always a good option. Um, you could do like work emails while you're like riding a stationary bike or you could take calls while, you know, you're walking around the block, like different things like that. You can get creative with it, uh, but finding ways that you can bundle some activity that you really enjoy doing with something like cardio can be a way to make it suck a little bit less. I know for me personally, like I listen to a lot of podcasts just in general. So when I'm going on like my zone two runs, my slower runs, my less intense runs, and I'm going to be out there, you know, for 45 minutes at a time, just doing a slight jog, I'll throw on a good podcast that I've been looking forward to. And I'll just listen to that. Or like there's a new album that came out or a new artist that I'd been wanting to listen to. And I'll just dive into some of that music and I'll just listen to that while I'm doing it. So I kind of forget about, you know, actually doing the cardio and I'm like so focused in on the podcast or the music that I kind of forget that I'm like working out. So that's a really easy way, a really good way that you can make cardio suck less if you are somebody new who does not love cardio. And it's not like, you know, you're going to love cardio overnight. But if you can slowly implement some of these things and maybe use some of these strategies, then you can learn to enjoy the process a little bit more. So in conclusion, kind of bringing it all together, I know I just threw like a ton of different things at you. And obviously, you know, the goal isn't to remember everything and to try every little single thing. But if you can add in one thing or if you learn one thing or, you know, try a new method of something, then that is a success. But in conclusion, you know, I'll just leave you with four things that I want you to remember and just uh, make sure that we kind of bring this all together, wrap this thing up. So number one, do you need cardio? Uh, well, it depends. Like to look better, not necessarily. If your goal is just to look better, no, you don't need cardio, but it can help. If your goal is to feel better or improve your health, then yes, 100%. Adding in cardio will absolutely improve health. So that's first thing. Uh, number two, pick a type that you actually enjoy and a bonus if you can pair it with something else to make it suck less. So like we just talked about, pick a type of cardio you enjoy, whether it's a sport, whether it's you know your traditional cardio, whether it's something else that just gets your heart rate up, pick something you enjoy and then pair it with something that you also like to make it suck less. So you might start biking and you might start listening to a podcast while you're doing that biking. Simple. Uh, 
number three, 150 to 180 minutes of cardio a week is the goal, but something is always going to be better than nothing. Don't be like stressed out or think just because you can't hit that 150 minutes to 180 minutes per week that you know you shouldn't do anything at all because that's never the case. Doing one cardio session per week is going to be better than doing zero. You know, doing two is going to be better than doing one. Even if that doesn't equal up to that, you know, 180 minutes, that's perfectly fine. Again, something is always going to be better than nothing. My template that I typically follow is I try to do cardio at least three times a week. Most weeks I try to get in four. And most of that uh, cardio will be low intensity. So like zone two that I talked about where your heart rate is a lot lower. Uh, and then one time per week, I try to get my heart rate up typically through like playing basketball or like I'll just go on a really hard run one of those times. But most of my cardio is done at a pretty easy pace. So that's the template that I follow. I don't necessarily like track all the minutes and I don't track like every minute that I was in zone two and stuff like that. I keep a rough, you know, I, I know what I'm doing, but I don't stress over every little detail. Right. So I try to get three to four sessions in per week. And at least one of those is going to be hard and intense. That's the template that I follow. That's the template that I recommend to people and have my clients follow. And that seems to work out pretty well. And then the last thing is that walking is severely underrated. And if nothing else, you listen to this whole podcast and you're still like cardio blows. I'm not doing that. At least aim to get your steps in. So shoot for a good eight to 10,000 per day. That's always a really good place to be. And again, as I said earlier, once you get to that, you start to see a ton of the benefits and even more than that is great. Um, you know, if you're not quite getting to that eight to 10,000, that's all right. If you're on somebody who's getting 2000 right now, then getting 5,000 is an improvement from that, right? So we always want to do, be doing something, trying to improve a little bit, but if we can work up to that eight to 10,000 a day, you're going to see tons of really good benefits from that. Um, so again, don't forget walking is always a really solid option. Appreciate you guys listening in again. I know this was a lot of information, a lot of stuff coming at you you have specific questions, uh, you can always reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know what you got there. Uh, for those of you that have been listening, sharing, reviewing, all that stuff, you know, that that really helps to get this, this podcast out and get it to more people and help more people, which is the ultimate goal of the show. Um, so I appreciate all you guys that have been doing that. And that is about all I have for you. So continue to, uh, you know, get 1% better, as I always say, and uh, we will see you guys next week.